The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This week's major spoilers podcast goes out to Kevon Gordon, Daniel Kuznicki, Left Foot Media, Marcello Poblate Alarcon, and Russell Cat. Do you know how many things in the universe come in sets of five that you can make funny references about? I'll give you a hint. It's less than 432. But this one goes out to you. Spoilers theme song. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Pod on on the air. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod pod podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. Have you listening to the Major Spoilers podcast? Podcast. Podcast. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Welcome to issue 437 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Thank you for checking us out. Um, word coming out from uh, H-Wood, Hollywood, mm-hmm. the West Coast, the left don't, coast. Don't ever, don't ever say H-Wood again. I always say H-Wood. Uh, NBC <laughs> is developing don't, don't. a supervillain drama for, uh, for Alexandra Cunningham in Film 44 based on the Adam Beechin and Manny Bello comic series called The Hinch. About an ordinary, Hinch. everyday guy who needs to make ends meet, so he decides to become a henchman. Interesting. Great concept. Bad concept. I kind of, I'm always fascinated by uh, what makes a henchman decide to hench. You know, what what makes you, what drives you to that point where, you know, some of it may be a philosophy, maybe, you know, if you're going to be a, a foot soldier, uh, maybe uh, you, you grew up in a, you, you know, around the temple and you just send your children there to mm-hmm. be trained in the mm-hmm. martial ways. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're uh, fighting uh, um, Iron Fist right. and the Rand Corporation. Um, <laughs> other times I just wonder, you know, why would you follow the Joker and do what he's telling you to do and beat up the Batman? You know, uh, what is it about the henchmen? Or do you ever think about that? The answer is probably no. You're the only one, yeah. Stephen. Are you kidding? <laughs> I think about this crap all the time. Okay, perfect topic. Oh, yeah. And then. I've read a lot of really interesting um, 
what's sort I'm looking for? Sort of uh, ruminations on the the uh, subject. There's actually a really great subplot in the first three uh, seasons of the Venture Brothers, right? Where with Henchman the uh, twenty one and Henchman twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And one of them actually becomes really, really good at it. But at the beginning, they're just these schmucks. And they're like, yeah, we're in it for the medical benefits. Well, but I mean, is that it? I mean, I mean, do you become Lex Luthor's uh, hench lackey? Not part of LexCorp, well, but hench lackey because he promises great dental care after <laughs> after you, Superman beats the crap out of you. Hayes is a small town, right? You sure it is. Like, what, 23,000 30, 30, 30, people? 30,000 people. You got a Sonic? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Does a Sonic have a general manager? I don't know. I don't need to imagine that it does. A guy with a a little thing and a shirt, and he's like, Hi, I'm Bob, the general manager. I'm sorry that this girl fell over and spilled malted milk all over your car. How do you get into that career? You know, I I think that the the thing about the henchman is that's really fascinating is it probably starts out as seeming like a perfectly legit proposition. You know, your friend's like, Hey, suddenly uh, you're in too deep and. Yeah, you want to make 200 bucks? It's it's kind of like payday loans. You start out small and you work your way up and then eventually you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Is that how payday loans <laughs> works? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Rodrigo, do you have some that thoughts on, on the hench? Surely. Um, I think that really it depends on what universe you're living in. Mm-hmm. If you're living in your, uh, you know, I mean, for example, Astro City explains to you how people become henchmen. But you know, if how you, do they just fill fill us in for those uh, of us who have not read? You start basically you're you're a criminal and you start taking jobs and if it it's like if you rob a liquor store, you don't get caught. You start robbing liquor stores and it's like, well, this is pretty easy. You know, I know how the cops react, what they're gonna do. Eventually, you try to move up. You get in contact with a guy, start moving drugs. You get pretty good at that, and I'm eventually, sure that's probably how it works in the real no, life. That that is that is how you know. Yeah, you can if you don't. Yeah, if you don't have a an in already, you can start at the bottom and work your way up. Have, if have you're you smart. Seen, have you watched this series Breaking Bad? So that's what it sounds like to me. Is because like, you know he just starts bad. out as you know I need the money because I've got cancer and I'm going to lose my job, and so I'll just cook up this one batch of meth. And it just happens because I'm a chemist. I'm really good at it. Right. And then my dumbass, you know, sidekick keeps getting in trouble. So I keep having to make more of this product. And then I get in with the dealer and then the dealer screws me over. So I'm going to screw him over by sticking a knife in his back and gutting him in the basement of my friend's basement. And then he slowly, I'm not, a, I think I stopped at season, into season two. So I'm oh, two seasons behind. You need mm-hmm. to. And so I, I he's eventually se- moving season up. season four is glorious. Uh, so do I. And so he's eventually moving up to, I guess, Kingpin status. Where yeah, he's, the, he's getting there. I'm the on. Drug I'm in, I am starting season four. So do you think that the, the henchmen then in these comic book universes have aspirations of someday, someday I'll be the Lex Luthor? I, 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 think, I think there's both. There are your guys that start at the bottom and eventually literally become the kingpin of crime. Supposedly that's, that's Wilson Fisk's backstory. Mm-hmm. He started out as a, you know, as a pusher or whatever and eventually becomes the kingpin of, you know, kills enough of his competitors. Right. And, uh basically takes over enough other ones that they're too afraid to go after him and he becomes a kingpin. Um, and it can go both ways. Uh, if you remember like the story of uh, Steeljack mm-hmm. from Astro City, he's just a guy who's good at it. Like He's just really good at going in and punching the crap out of people. He's not very smart. He doesn't know what else to do with his life. So he's like, all right, well, being a, a supervillain works for me. I just need to team up with other villains who are smarter than me. 
and they better give me my cut or I'll punch them, and let's just right. do this. Matthew, have you read this Hinch series at all? I have not. I've heard <laughs> good things about it. Yeah, I mean, we have to but, check it out, but I mean, it says a regular guy who, in order to support his family, gets jobs temping for supervillains. Yeah. You know, so, and uh, this is bad, but I don't mean it to be bad in a, in a bad way, but I just see, like, a mid-level supervillain driving up to this empty parking lot and all these henchmen just standing around. It's like, you, you, and you, back of the truck. Let's sure, go. Sure. And uh, and then the next day, hey, kid, you did good. Jump in the truck again. And then yep. the next day, it's, uh, you know, Mr. Cephalopod or whatever shows up. And then... Yep. Or it's know. like, all right, kid, you done well. You get Now you get a helmet and goggles right, 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 right. to go, you know, so you don't necessarily get killed yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the other guys. Yeah, yeah, I just, you know, that's kind of what this sounds like is it's... Or you... Uh, Work for, at a temp agency where every day you call in, got a job today. Oh, yes, uh, Dr. Evil wants you to come down and uh, stand around on the corner of 5th and Main and step out into traffic at just this moment. And then the next day, it's uh, any jobs for me? Uh, oh, you're still alive? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, okay, Professor you know, Zoom I, wants you to go do this. And, and that's and that's why I was saying it's it's kind of relative to the universe because some exactly. superhero universes have structures for that again you know uh, i keep going back to astro city but it it gives you examples of everything it gives you examples of uh guys who are like oh yeah let's team you up with this person or this person you know uh the calculator in um yeah he does that for a while in yeah DC. he does that mm-hmm. with you know with mid level mid to low level villains mm-hmm. uh which is similar to henchmen you know in, in a lot of ways the dc universe can't really have henchmen anymore because the big guns are so big mm-hmm. that like normal people can't cut it anymore. So you basically have to explain how intergang manages to supply what you know high level weapons right, right, to right. everybody. Right, right, right. But I mean, what does intergang do? Probably the same thing. There's you know the other thing is families. If you come from a crime, a family of criminals, you find it a lot easier to make it into the media so if you come from a family of henchmen you know if you're if your dad was one of the original uh guys dressed up like eskimos that hung out with mr freeze then you know mr freeze has basically been redconned as being immortal you know maybe you're a third generation mr freeze crony my father was a henchman (laughs) his father was a henchman and by god my son will be a henchman that's right in fact you know and like you it's like after all of that you're like the first but girl in the line of the family and you know you have to prove yourself as a woman so you uh get really actually, uh, get really good at ice skating right so you can be like be, a killer ice princess that might be a good that might be a good plot so, i mean i don't I, we have to read hinch because maybe that's what goes on but wouldn't it be interesting if you did come from a long line of henchmen and suddenly you're maybe you're the first girl and either you're trying to prove yourself that you mm-hmm, can be mm-hmm. a henchman or I don't want to be a henchman. I want to be this and right. having to fight that dual. Uh, you know, uh, if if I was a hack writer, I would definitely listen to the <laughs> Major Spoilers <laughs> podcast to get plot ideas. To steal we're ideas. Just, we're just giving this stuff away. I think that would be an interesting story. Don't you? You don't think that would be an interesting story? Of course I do. I just came up yeah, with it. Yeah, that would be, I think, really good. <laughs> Uh, have you guys read this? Uh, have you guys read this Did web you series? How smoothly Stephen took re- responsibility for that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Uh, have you guys read this web comic series? It's called Evil Inc. Uh, it's by Brad uh, Gigar. I want to say is his, his last name. Um, probably mispronouncing it, but that's okay. Um, I think that's what when uh, when I first m- met your son, that's what he called me, Gigar. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Gigar. <laughs> Hi, yo, Gigar. <laughs> That's close enough. So Evil Inc. is, uh, it's a story set in a superhero universe, but 
it's also making fun of uh, corporate America for a larger extent of it is where Evil Inc. It is a company of villains, supervillains, mm-hmm. and the goings on that go there. Now, the big twist in this story is that there is a character called Miss Match. I think that's her name. Um, she's supposedly a big villain. And the twist is she's actually in real life married to her husband, who is a superhero. Mm-hmm. And they know each Wait, other's she's identity. She's married to her husband? Well, she's married <laughs> to her husband, who is a superhero. What a twist! And uh, and they they know each other's identity, and they're always trying to... Outmaneuver each other? Not outmaneuver each other, because it's not like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, or whatever that movie was yeah. with um, mm-hmm. Brad, Pitt and, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. More like, okay, I'm going to go in today, and... Uh, now I've got to come down and do this. And if you show up, let's try to make this work so that it doesn't make it apparent that we're mm-hmm. going easy on each other. Uh, and then they have a son too, who, you know, has to go to, um, supervillain preschool <laughs> and he's got superhero powers kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's an interesting, cute little series, uh, to read. Um, it's, it's really, it's really good and worth checking out, but, uh, um, yeah, so this idea of the evil villains forming their own corporation and having these hench people and the henchmen kind of play a role several times in in this series too that you have to check out. So it might be worth checking out for a little bit. You know, I don't think they did it on purpose, but uh, if you believe what you see in the Adam West Batman, then um, a henchman might just, like you said, get picked up by multiple different villains. I think that's just because they didn't want to cast new people yeah, yeah, as yeah. as the 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 Joker's cronies and the Penguin's cronies. Inch and, of the week. Uh, yes. Any thoughts on henchmen as a as a role or plot device or anything, Zach or Matthew? Uh, it's worked well for Breaking Bad, so I'm sure that's why they're doing it mm. as an NBC show. I feel like they're just taking. Avengers, Breaking Bad. Let's try to make money. Interesting, interesting concept. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily. Well, see not that just Avengers, but more. the superhero mentality that's been going on. It's like, oh, we don't mm. superhero movies are dead, but oh wait, we just made a billion dollars. Let's try to yeah. do something with that. Which NBC has to well, be real I careful because they did have the Cape. Oh uh, right, from what last year, two years ago, or something that lasted what like yeah. two episodes. Happened like two episodes. Six yeah. seasons on a movie. <laughs> And then, of course, ABC had uh, No Ordinary Family. Oh, which God, was No Ordinary Four. Family was so bad. <laughs> was it bad? I never got to oh, see a single episode. So it was awful. bad. It was, it was literally the Fantastic Four, only the characters were just a give vault. If, if you wanted to find an actual orientation, a step-by-step method of taking the most hackneyed plots and putting them together with the most predictable characters and sticking them together in ways that don't really make sense but only follow if you know the tropes involved you should read what they wrote for that show and then you should never ever do that wait what never mind terrible show i think that zach has a point though because the superhero thing people were saying just last fall, Stephen was one of them. Is the superhero movie dead? Is the comic book movie dead? And the answer now is going, the conventional wisdom answer is going to be nope. Not until somebody screws it up really badly here in the next few months. Well, you know, um, there are a couple of ways that Hollywood could screw it up. I mean, it looks like now that um, we were talking last week, and I think I said in the last show about the Daredevil thing that um, instead of the negotiations being over some Fantastic Four properties going back to Marvel slash Disney um, mm-hmm. that uh, really 
um, 20th Century Fox was just looking for some co-financing to get the Daredevil uh, movie off the ground. It looks like now they put out the idea uh, for what they wanted to do with the Daredevil movie, and it's been shot down. Mm-hmm. And it may look like they – and the official date that they have to start by is October 10th. So it looks like they may not be able to get that movie started because of the director can't get the story he wants told told, and they can't find a director that wants mm-hmm. to tell the story. Um, hire me. I'll go direct it. Yeah, big deal. Give me the story. I'll direct it. Um, so it looks like that mm. character may go back. Not me. I would be like, this is a stupid. I do not want to direct this Daredevil movie. Uh, I'd be sitting there with my with my polishing cloth <laughs> and uh, why are, why are trying to see what I can you? can come out of. Oh, speaking of, uh, did you see the uh, uh, Nintendo DS commercial that I put up with your two favorite, or at least one of your favorite ladies, Penelope Cruz? I did. I, I saw that it was up. I didn't. I didn't because uh, I can't. Uh, Concentrate. I can't access uh, <laughs> oh, yes. uh So the other uh, way that uh, Hollywood may be able to ruin uh, comic books, uh, what do you guys think of this rumor? And it was a rumor, and, and Affleck's uh, camp denied it, which makes me wonder why it even appeared as a story. Ben Affleck may direct um, the Justice League movie. Thoughts, reactions, go. Uh, I mean... I, I hear that as a director, he's decent. Like that, that's that's. I what still I've, have yet to watch the town. That's what that's, I need. That's to watch. what I've heard. How involved was he in Hollywoodland? Uh, I think he was, was he a just, producer. Was he just starring in it. No, he was doing more than than that. I'm pretty sure. Let me go and, and double check really. Because that's. But I as mean, an actor, uh-huh. he did. I thought an excellent job playing George Reeves. Right. I, you I, know, it was just. Great. I I don't understand. Okay, so at some point. Somebody decided that Ben Affleck was poison, and yeah, Matthew. <laughs> well, honestly, I, I'm certain. I, I'm almost certain that this was like the fallout of one of his romances. This was after like either, the. Uh, this was after was the J Lo. Uh, n- yeah, after the J Lo movie. With, uh, no, this was after oh, the one with after Kevin G- Smith, Geely, Jersey Girl, Jersey oh, Girl. Jersey Girl. This was after Jersey Girl. Pretty much everybody said, "Oh, Ben Affleck." No, yeah, no, right, right. No. So. But I don't see why that has to be the case. Up until then, he was doing fine. Granted, most of it, like a, a lot of that well, uh, momentum mean, came from him him having classic handsome looks, you yeah. know? Well, um, but a lot of it, too, was also he was playing goofy roles. So he played in Dazed and Confused, this high school bully guy, which was a douche. Then he got, um, um, he was in an... I can't he, remember. He was if, in a few viewers. He was a few. Movies. Yeah, he was in Dogma, yeah. mm-hmm. and then of course there was his big breakout with him and Matt with um, um, Goodwill Hunting. Good wasn't he in Chase, Chasing, Chasing Amy? Amy. He was yeah. in Chasing Amy. Yeah, so that he was doing. He was those. in Mall Rats before. Yeah. Uh, he was in Goodwill Humping. Hunting. Right, so. and so really that was kind of his breakout, and then he started doing all these things, and then Daredevil came out, didn't do as well as they thought, and he did a. Smaller picture didn't do as well as they thought, and then it came out with whatever that uh, reindeer games. Yeah, reindeer game. He was doing all that stuff, and he just it seemed like he was just dropping, and then it just seemed like he, and I don't know if this was true, but it just seemed like he took a break, started having a family with Jennifer Garner, and um, then he just came out with Hollywood Land, and he's just the um, not a producer, it's just an actor. Oh, there you go. And he plays George Reeves, who. And dealing with the life and death of a guy who played Superman. And I thought he did a fantastic job in that movie yeah. as an actor. And I think that gave him, even though the movie didn't do very well, I think a lot of people said, you know what, he can act. And then he started to direct these little things. And then The Town, which came out, which I haven't seen that. Have you watched that, Zach? No, I haven't seen it. I've got it here. I need to watch it. Uh, but then he's like, everybody's like, oh my God, this guy can direct and act. Right. 
And I think it was the success of the town and this upcoming Argo that he's got going on, which is based on a true story, mm. um, that uh, Warner Brothers was just like, you know what? He might be somebody who can direct an ensemble cast. Why don't we get him to direct Justice League? Mm-hmm. And then the report was that uh, he wouldn't do it unless he could also star in it. That's kind of what he and that's kind of what he's doing. But, the, in Argos but, but that was a rumor, and, wasn't it? Yeah, it's all it's all. Well, here's my here's this other conspiracy theory thing that I've said before that I think either a the studios or b the PR people for uh, the uh, actors mm-hmm. f- float these stories oh, to like, Variety yeah. and Hollywood Reporter and saying, "Hey, Ben Affleck's going to do this." And if it's the PR people for Ben Affleck, it's so that the studios will go, we're not going to do this, but wait a minute, Ben Affleck? Yeah, let's who's, consider who's that. This, who's this bender I keep hearing about? Or else it's the studio floating it out there to see what reaction is going to be mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. so that they can do it. Right. Um. So I don't know what the case is, but Affleck said, no, I'm not interested in doing it. I'm too busy with uh, Argos, I think is what it is. And then uh, another project, the uh, Stephen King, um, The Stand, he's going to direct two movies of the adaptation of The Stand. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of puts him out, uh, they said. Um. But would that be a terrible thing to have Ben Affleck direct um, Justice League? I don't think so. I mean, I I like I don't think I've seen any of his directorial stuff, but I'd, I'd give him a chance. I mean, I'm I am not by far the the biggest Joss Whedon fan, but he did a great job with the Avengers. So you know, I mean, even if I didn't like Ben Affleck, that doesn't mean that he couldn't do a good job. You know, there's another rumor about Joss Whedon. Uh huh. And you want to know what it is? Is it that there is secretly a second Joss Whedon? <laughs> it <laughs> one, is his one brother. That, one that does good. It is his good, brother. Good things that aren't just uh, all, never mind. The uh, rumor is that the, the studio has him locked into several writing and directing gigs that includes a TV series. Uh-huh. That may just be an in-between series, TV series, not using the Avengers, but dealing with other characters in the marvel universe of the avengers that kind of acts as a tie or a bridge or a expansion of that avengers universe into the tv series big rumor mm-hmm. don't know if it's true uh may not be true because god if the guy's got to get avengers 2 written and directed and off and out of the ground by 2015 he ain't got time to write a tv series i i imagine that hollywood directors are a lot <laughs> like me when they're producing a show because you know i got i got shows that i'm producing and i'm just like i wake up in the morning i'm like Oh my god! I gotta go get Avengers shot. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I gotta drive all the way to where Avengers is shooting, like Rwanda or whatever, and I gotta get this stupid movie shot. I just imagine their life is a lot like mine. But on the other hand, he was cranking out Buffy for seven seasons or whatever it was. I think he he had a by <laughs> yeah bunch by of the writers. second season he had a good team of writers and yeah. possibly directors as well mm-hmm. just kind of and he was just kind of managing everything yeah, yeah. and so that could happen here yeah. too but any thoughts on uh ben affleck as a uh, justice league director zach let him do it matthew uh, who cares the justice league movie <laughs> will never work do you do you think no. that do you think that a justice league movie will never work or do you think it's just too late for them to get a good justice league movie off the ground i think, I think that, that they've justice i think they've just waited too long work. Why not? No, I don't think it's that at all. I think that the Avengers movie was a beautiful fluke done by talented people that shouldn't have worked. And I freely admit that I was wrong when I said the Avengers movie would never work. But when I am wrong, 
I think that I'm not going to be wrong twice in a row. I don't think it's too late at all. I think that 10 years from now, if they made a Justice League movie built up of five movies that they're doing, it'll be fine because 10 years from now, it'll be 10 years from now. And people will be like, you remember that Avengers thing? Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. The new movie is Titanic 4D Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. I think that a Justice League movie will never work because you cannot please Justice League fans. It's either, I mean, it's something where if you're going to have Superman in there, oh, crap, Superman's more powerful than all these. No, Batman, Batman can beat Superman. No, no, we don't need Superman. We just need Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. Why isn't Wonder Woman dating Superman? And what's this Aquaman doing in here? All he does is talk to fish. And I don't even know who this seventh guy is, this cyborg. You know, there's no way to do a Justice League movie. And I'll go on the record and be wrong five years from now and be perfectly happy with that. But I don't think that a Justice League movie is going to be patterned after the Avengers, first of all. I don't think that what happened no, with the I Avengers so, yeah. is going to be the roadmap. And I think they're using it as the roadmap to success. I think well, I hope Warner Avengers, Brothers isn't doing that. I hope they're not oh, looking they at the Avengers and saying, that's, oh, well, we've got to make it like this. H. Wood works, my friend. That is how H. Wood works. It's always, well, they did the, the, this worked and this worked and this worked. So let's go ahead and just replicate that success and we'll have dino saucers. Yeah, well, to an extent, oh, maybe like yes, but yeah, dino saucers would be good. Uh, you know, dinosaurs versus aliens is a book coming out. Radioactive soon. adolescent black belt hamsters. I think they'll make a movie too. Isn't that oh. a motion comic? Oh, is it is a motion is? comic? I think it's a, they're looking at a motion picture too. But, I saw uh, something about it and then I skipped it. Yeah, so did I. I was like, man, something, 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 something Grant Morrison bad. Yeah. Uh, aliens, dinosaurs, Grant Morrison, fat pass. Um, Rodrigo, you wanted to uh, talk about uh, Game of Thrones. Now, have you read the books? Oh, no, of course not. They're too thick. My dad gave me his copy. He's like, oh, you really ought to read this. Sat on the counter for about three weeks, and I'm like, I'm just going to go down the street and donate it to the library. And <laughs> yeah, throw it in their book like- drive. I, I used to when I was in when I was in college I would get knocks on my door and I'd open them and there would be a uh, the guy from uh, down hello the, sir have down you heard the, the good word down the hallway <laughs> he'd be wearing a white shirt and a nice black tie and he'd tell me excuse me sir have you heard the good word about George R R Martin <laughs> I have here a, a a really good book it's called Song of Ice and Fire and you should really really think about your life and think about reading this and i would be like no i'm sorry i got a D game in about five minutes <laughs> um but have you watched the hbo series i i've watched the first season of the hbo series okay and i enjoyed it you know mm-hmm. it's it's medieval fantasy sure it is but it's have you read the dynamite entertainment comic book i have series? i have not yeah this is read the, it. the 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 hbo series is the first contact that i've had with official Game of Thrones material. Obviously, I've been seeing parodies on the internet for a decade. Sure. Um, and which have just like spiked as soon as the HBO series came on. Right. Um, actually, I guess technically that's not true. I did play a couple sessions of the Game of Thrones role playing game. I was actually vaguely familiar with a lot of the houses because I had to like flip through them and read. Oh, so there's a role playing game. Yeah, there's a role playing oh, game. It is like huge. The, like the book for it is just massive. Just wait till it, Steve like, Jackson Games comes out with Game of Thrones Munchkin. Oh, Game of Thrones Munchkin. Munchkin that yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. There's a lot of 
there's a lot of stuff to make fun of in Game of Thrones yeah, yeah. because it it creates this. Oh very... no, you're having sex with your sister <laughs> yeah. again. Well, no, it, you know, it's like I mean, how many jokes can you get out of Winter is Coming? Right, right, a right, lot. Right, right. Uh, I you, get it. You come up against a level, a level two uh, step. Stepbrother, what yes, do you do? Stepbrother. I push him, I push him out the window. Yep. I agree. <laughs> yep. So, but so you've watched the HBO series and you uh-huh. like it or you don't like it? I, I do like it. And, and I think the reason why I like it is because it's a political thriller mm-hmm. dressed up like a in a fantasy setting. Have you read these books, Zach? No, I don't read. Do you watch the HBO? N- no, I'm in college and cheap and we don't have yeah, Wait, people. you mean you're, you're the people that you work for won't give you the free. Oh, whole no, package? No, they they believe that my my sweat is like payment for everything. <laughs> I, I don't I don't get a discount on anything. He, wow! Like, but we cost you pain. <laughs> and it, is that not enough? And it took me two weeks to even get my internet and cable hooked up. Wow! I mean, they don't just you're one of us now. They yes. don't give you the here's secret. The, here's the, the secret, secret code. code. The secret just, is you're already hooked up to the internet. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you just no, no, have to punch yeah. in the secret code. Yeah, type this into any computer. The whole <laughs> Ethernet, Wi-Fi, that's all lies. <laughs> that stuff is free. <laughs> we just charge people for it. <laughs> Matthew, have you uh, checked out this Game of Thrones stuff? Oh, no. I. I... <laughs> That honestly, it's probably just another example of my tendency to go. Everybody loves this. Are you an yeah, anti-hipster doofus? Are you an well, anti-hipster? That, no, that would make him a hipster. Oh, okay. When people tell yeah. me that something, you know, something, everybody's reading something, I'm like, okay, well, I'll get to it when I get to it. Or, you know, like the Harry Potter books, I didn't read the first Harry Potter book until I had already seen the first movie. Mm. That way, it felt like I was watching, you know, the expanded Cliff Notes version with extra hidden scenes that I didn't know about that actually made parts of that movie made sense or made parts of that movie make sense, however one conjugates in English. But more importantly, it's something where I don't have time to sit down and read a book. I have three jobs, for God's sake. I mean, I, I, I this weekend I did 40 hours between Friday night and Monday morning, so it's not like I wouldn't want to. But, yeah, I have no interest in it. I have a couple of friends who are huge fans, and they're those it's the greatest thing ever guys. And I'm like, okay. So I, maybe I'm being vicious and, and hipstery, but eh, I mean, and I'm, also – I have a squick button about incest because I have three sisters and, you know, raise your hand if ooh. So when I hear that it's something where part of, you know, a big part of the book is a relationship between biological siblings, I'm just kind of like, you know, well, I'll get to it if I get to it. Oh, and don't forget infanticide. That's in there, too. Oh, sure. Oh, Uh, well, that, you know. That pushes it over the edge. I'm picking it up tomorrow. For me, I just don't. I mean, uh, the problem is, by the way. The uh, what's that? That pushes it over. Oh, the yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I uh, I watched the first episode and I was like, "Ooh, this looks good." But oh, boobies! Uh, I've got a little kid running around. Mm-hmm. I you know there's there are going lots to be of some in this show. there's going to be some issues with that. Not from my perspective, but from the wife's perspective. And then we got rid of HBO, and so I've got it from the iTunes. I haven't had a chance to really watch it past episode one. Uh, my dad gave me the book. I'm like Matthew. I don't have time to read a lot of stuff except for what I'm reading at night on the iPad. So yeah, we're not even sure that you can read anymore. The iPad does it for you. No, it doesn't. Hello, I'm um, Steven's iPad. 
So then what is beyond the political thriller aspect of it? Mm -hmm. What is fascinating about Game of Thrones for you? Uh, Well, well, two things. First off, it has one of the best show opens that I've seen in a long time. I just pretty cool. I just love that. That open like I will sit there and watch it. Like I was watching the first season and I was really into it. And I was like, oh, I, I want to find out what happens next. And I would play the next episode and the open would play. And then I'd be like, I can wait two minutes to go back oh, and yeah, play yeah. the open again. Yeah. Do 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 You know, everything's like <laughs> you, you make it sound yeah, so I, cheery. And I, I want to dance. Ah, yes. Like, like, you know, kind of throw your hands up and do like a half kick because it's all it's all like British. It's like. Hey, nani, nani. Right, right, right. And uh, everybody dies. Right, right. And a dire wolf eats your face. Um, but another thing that I really like about it is the families and the, this idea that there's these, uh, I forget how many there are, but, but these like, um, I guess technically royal houses. Right. Um, and how different they are from each other and their, their ideas and stuff. And I just really love their coats of arms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you, uh, read the staff um, picks, the staff picks for this past week, um, uh, one of my picks was they've come out with a, a, a mug for House Greyjoy, mm-hmm. uh, which has an awesome squid on it. Cool. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, you know, I'm not big into Game of Thrones, but this, mug has everything that i want it has a creepy saying mm-hmm. a creepy squid on it yeah and a nerd reference that people can be like oh cool you know so well, you, you wanted to do it because you wanted to be uh cool or enter co-workers or make them think you're weird but the thing is game of thrones is so popular they'd probably all, all be like oh rodrigo game of thrones let's sit down and talk uh, about season think, two already i think i think some of them might be but the grand majority of them aren't i mean they're the sort. Uh, here's here's what my coworkers are like, and you know, a lot of them are great. They are like, here's an example. One of my coworkers tried to like lift up a box, and it was really heavy. And she said, "Oh, I need somebody else to help me because I'm not Superwoman." <laughs> right. So right. there is a character named Superwoman, which would be a, a hell of a comic book reference right, to right, me. Right. But no, it's actually way below that to the point where the actual like the answer you wanted was Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. You know, but to the point where they don't see that's what I'm talking about. So yeah, I mean, I, if I was drinking out of that, they'd be like, "What? What is that for?" And it's like, "Oh, it's like a fish market." In, uh, <laughs> The Greyjoy Fish Market in uh, in it's in Seattle. They do not sew. Do you like? Do you like it because the um, coat of arms are so stylized with each one? Uh, there's it's it's everything. It's the whole the whole thing. I like I like that there are these different groups that all have their coat of arms. They're all kind of interconnected through marriage or or oaths or whatever. Um, they all have drastically different, uh, outlooks on life. So, you know, you have like, basically the main characters, at least in the first season are the Starks who guard the North. So they're all like super straightforward, super pragmatic people. And then you have like, they're, they're basically their main opponents are the Lannisters who are like in the capital and they're all like political and stuff like that. And, you know, they wouldn't survive. They wouldn't survive a winter in the north and blah, blah, blah. But they, they've got their own thing going. Right. You know, they get a lot done because they have a ton of money. So I like I like that that interplay between them. And, you know, I, I like that you can place a symbol to that group. 
Mm. Um, and you know, you brought up uh, somebody brought up Harry Potter. I think Matthew brought up Harry Potter. That's something that I was really disappointed with with the movies because I'm like, I want to find out what Ravenclaw is about. I want to find out what Hufflepuff is about. Right. And, and unfortunately, even if you read the books, right, you get very you, little. Of you that. get very little. I mean, they talk about the four founders mm-hmm. and their importance and their role. And they talk about a little bit. I think it's just a, Zach. You've read all the books too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew, have you read all the books, or are you still just the? Um, I think I've read the. I've read up to the Halfwit Prince. Okay. So what is that five? You get a uh, uh, six. Six, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I haven't read the last two. So you don't. Um, you kind of get a little bit of the philosophy of you know why the Gryffindorn is this way and why the Hufflepuffs are this way and that, but you don't get into a lot of, you know, it's not a dissertation on the, the ideology like of the, the, the book, different houses. The book is not about the houses. No, it's the not. Book is it's about, about Harry, Harry Potter, Potter who lives in right. Gryffindor. And, 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 right? I, and I remember Gryffindor? Gryffindor? Yeah. when I sat down and to, to watch the first movie and, you know, they're going through the sorting the sorting hat. It's like, I mm-hmm. think, like, the first one you see is Hermione. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Gryffindor! And I'm like, okay, cool. And then they go, and eventually they get to Harry Potter. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Harry's going to end up in a different house. Right. And we're going to have, like, a kid from Gryffindor, a kid from Hufflepuff. Yeah. And we're going to get to see how, nope, all the main characters are in Gryffindor except for right. the bad guys who are in Slytherin. Right, right, right. So you have, like, a good house, a bad house, and two houses that don't matter. And I was, I don't know, I was and so that's frustrated sad too, because even when you get into the, um, the, um, the soccer game in the sky with the switch. Oh, Quidditch. Quidditch. Um, it's still kind of that same way. You don't see a big battle between right. Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. You don't have yeah. a whole chapter devoted to that. Right. You've got... It's Slytherin and Gryffindor, and you've got Harry Potter versus so-and-so, and then he smooches with the Asian girl under the benches. Right, and, and you know, to me, it, I think I, I, I felt that it was a big waste. Right. It's like, you've created this universe, and now you're not exploring it. Right. Um, Is that a bad thing, though? Uh, it's not a bad thing, but, but really, I've, I've come to realize that it's just something that I like in movies, and I like in books, and I like in comics. I like team books. I like ensemble books. Mm-hmm. And when you can, it basically gives you a little bit more depth for a character, right? Here's a character from, um, I don't know. Here's a, uh, uh, you've got, you know, Spider-Man and you've got the thing hanging out together. And if you can tell that the thing's philosophy is really different from Spider-Man's because he's in the Fantastic Four and because he's in right. this family unit and spider-man doesn't have that that makes it interesting Mm -hmm. you know if you have a character from slytherin who is a a a a good character who's helping the heroes but he does everything through manipulation and guile because that's how you get ahead in slytherin that's interesting that's something that you add to that character but do you like uh like star wars expanded universe stuff i mean especially what if they did something with uh, what is it, the Mandalorians, and then the Huts? Would that be of interest to you? Uh, not so much. I, you know, it, it it gets to a point where it can be too much. Mm-hmm. You know, in Star Wars, a lot of these groups are largely interchangeable. Um, you know, the Mandalorians are good for the history of it. Of like, yeah, once there was a once there was a group of people who were really good at shooting other things, right. and they took over a little bit. And now a cool guy wears their armor before he gets thrown into the Sarlacc pit, right? <laughs> Um, you know, and that's, that's good exploration of the universe, um, but 
with Star Wars is a little bit less. Like in the prequels, I was like, "How come we don't have any alien protagonists?" Right, right, right. You know, so I guess there is, or you know, non-human protagonists. I guess it was a little bit like that also in in Star Wars, but in Star Wars, it's a little bit milder because the whole time you're always surrounded by you know wacky like and you speak in English to them and they understand you. Right, right, right. Um, going back, I want to come back to the expanded universe in a minute, but um. Going back to the crests and the shield, do you study? Have you ever gone and, I mean, do you get a kick out of looking at family crests? Oh, yeah. And finding out the meaning of them and seeing how when the family moves on and then the next generation, they mm-hmm. adopt this based or, on or this they, portion or, they from, in, or, you know, there's a marriage. and Right. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big enough deal that they incorporate part of the, right, other, the other families family into their yeah, crest. Yeah, yeah. So you end up with, like, really complicated crests where there's, like... Yeah, four, four quadrants. Four quadrants, yeah. and then within the quadrant is like, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, with one quadrant is separated into fours, and they've got stuff going on, and then you know their family thing was a tower, and then there it was like a tower with two wolves at either side of it, and then it's like a tower with two wolves at either side of it, and like a sun shooting out lightning on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and things like that. Yeah, so you get into that? Do you like that? Oh yeah, I'm, I, I, I really like that for some reason. I like. It's weird because a family. In today's society, a family is an, a very important unit, but it's not a unit that gets, like, a hat. Like, you don't all wear a cool family hat, and if you do, people laugh at you. But, <laughs> they make as, fun of you on that uh, yes. website where all the family pictures. Yeah, <laughs> like the weird family pictures, yeah. exactly. But, you know, a crest is something cool and something that talks about your family history and gives you something to relate to and to rally around. Um, well, so, but do you feel the same way about like um, the X Men symbol, the round, the round circle with the X through it that says, "Hey, we are from, we are X Men, we are from the Xavier School or whatever." Really, only if the uh, if we ever saw like Xavier go up against like the Massachusetts Institute <laughs> in like in like a field hockey game, you know, or uh, if if there was a thing where. Uh, Matilda is making her family spin around and she like everything stops and Professor X rolls in and he's like, Matilda, you are very powerful. You should join us. And then an owl flies in and is like, no, and drops a letter. He's like, no, you should come to Hogwarts instead. And then she has to make a choice. By the wow. way, that would have been a and way then, better movie. And then she decided, yes, yes, that would have been a much different And then one. she decided, no, she is going to become the first Jedi yes. and flies to another galaxy. Wee! Wee! Um, so what about the Superman symbol, the House of L crest? Uh, you know, again, uh, you know, the Superman symbol is Superman symbol. Right. You know, you look at the Bat family, you know, I can kind of see it that way, but that's not something that people wear openly, really. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, I, in superhero comics, there's kind of not. So there's not that. Not that quite. There. I, I can't think of a, a, a direct, uh, a direct correlation because superheroes are always kind of good versus evil. Um, right. And they actually wear their colors really brightly, you know, and, and, and really prominently. Was it you that was saying something about corporate logos the other day, a history of corporate logos uh, when we were talking about, no, but early? I like those too. So do you think corporate logos kind of fall into that same history as, as, as like a family crest? Almost? Oh, I can, I can definitely see that. I mean, you, those evolve and those change right. with the company's policies. I can, I can definitely see that, you know, there's, again, I think we're moving, a, well, we've, for a long time, we moved away from that thing where like the, the company made the man, mm-hmm. um, 
we're kind of going back to that with like wacky companies like Google and Zappos, where they're like all about basically massaging their their employees' scalps, right, right, right. You know, in between lunch breaks. Wow, um, where do I go to get a job? No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're crazy. They like have like fashion shows right in the middle. Right, of right. So. You know, th- that's what I'm going to do as soon as I win the lottery. We're going to have a major yes. spoiler major fashion spoilers. show oh, God, at lunchtime. That would be, that would, no, not at lunchtime. That would make everybody not hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say we were going to be dressed up. Oh, I said, uh, you're just going to invite yes, people to yes. do a fashion show. Okay, yeah, that would be like no, a cosplay fashion show. No, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. We should totally do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. That'll be our first, uh, first order of business. First order of business. <laughs> we will Zach. take all the money we've made and dump it into this fashion show. <laughs> <laughs> and it will only be there to entertain us. Oh, yeah, but, you know, I mean, people will proudly wear their Mac stuff um, to to show that they are Mac users. Right, right, right. That's a little bit something. I mean, you know, I, I'm kind of weirdly also into gang iconography because that it's the same thing, right? Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what, you, what colors you wear denote what family sure. you belong to, what yeah, gang right. you belong to. Right, right. You know, the, the, the super simplified markings that they put on street corners and stuff to denote that this is their territory, which, you know, for a lot of gangs come from much more complex symbols. You know, yeah, they yeah. have down, they basically have crests right. that they have yeah, simplified those yeah. to those, to those symbols. So, you know, it's basically now like a half moon with like a thing through it, mm-hmm. but it comes from a much more complex symbol. I like yeah. that. I think that's cool. Interesting. Interesting. Matthew, do you, do you follow the juggalos? <laughs> I do not. Speaking of, uh, uh well, I didn't mean I, that. I do you? Do you? You know, I didn't, I'm not saying. Do you follow them? As in, I am a disciple of the insane, insane clown, clown posse. posse. But you know, when you talk about, you were talking about gangs. Mm-hmm. Apparently, and I didn't yeah. realize this uh, until just this this week. But apparently, it's been this way for a couple of years that the uh, Juggalos are considered by the FBI a minor threat organized gang. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the nice. uh, insane clown posse is trying to sue the FBI, saying yep. that's not. Yep. That's not it. Yeah. Just because we wear makeup and just because we organize ourselves yeah. doesn't make us a threat. Does not make us the equivalent of a just the Crips crime, or the, the Crips yeah. or the Bloods. Yeah. Just because we don't know how fucking magnets work does not mean <laughs> we're a gang. Yeah, I didn't know if you had because uh, you you often make uh, Juggalo references, uh, and so I didn't uh, know if you do. Had, I uh, yeah, you do. I, I make you make, references. You to make me. references to things, and Stephen assumes that they're juggalo oh. references. Just like anytime Stephen sees somebody with like some amount of makeup, he just assumes they're a juggalo, like George. <laughs> like George. It's like yeah. if he if if Stephen didn't have the background in comics that he has, he would assume that Eclipso was a juggalo. Wait, he's not. Oh, there you go. Uh, okay, so uh, so the uh, the uh, expanded universe. Do you like? A super big expanded universe like what Star Wars has created. I mean, it, it, obviously, it at times will contradict itself, and mm-hmm. obviously, you you run into yeah. the ex, uh, expanded universe dissonance theory that you've you've created. But do you like having that super fleshed out universe that you see in Star Wars and Star Trek, uh, or to to a greater extent, what we see in a lot of the comic book universes, or do you like something that's small and not super defined? Uh, personally, well, oh, go ahead, Matthew. I guess I don't understand the question because it, it implies that it's an either or proposition. Well, um, I mean, not not necessarily, man. Give me, give me, give me your answer. I mean, do you like something that is, you know, super crafted and has this really rich, you know, sometimes you go and I'm sure George R. R. Martin talking about the Game of Thrones 
probably has some playbook somewhere. I'm sure that he's, has... he's documented the histories of these families for centuries. Yeah, yeah. I uh, my initial instinct is to say no, and that's basically from having read the Silmarillion or trying. <laughs> well, to I mean, that's a good example yeah. of trying to flesh mm-hmm. out that universe mm-hmm. and expand uh, explain things. One of my favorite things in the world is the Legion of Superheroes, and the Legion of Superheroes has come together over the past 50 years as basically the equivalent of a big game of telephone. Right. Um, if you read my hero histories, you'll notice that there's a point where Starboy appears in a one-shot Superboy issue as a member of the Legion, but the guys who are actually writing the Legion in action comics didn't really immediately know about that story, so Starboy appears in that Superboy issue, and then doesn't show up for like six years. And then all of a sudden they're like, didn't we say there was a Starboy too? And they're like, oh, crap, throw him in. So I, I, I believe that it's possible to you know have something come together in a, in a meaningful fashion, to have something sort of coalesce out of the parts without there being you know a hard and fast Bible. Or you know if you look at both the Marvel and DC universes are cobbled together out of various different stories. I liked DC better when it was cobbled together out of different stories, you know, before they went back to basics and restarted everything. I understand the appeal of that common origin. I understand the appeal of, you know, in the ultimate universe, everything stems from Captain America. I don't like that. I prefer a world where, you know, uh, well, somebody came up with the power cosmic in 1966 and somebody else came up with a warlock soul gem in 1972 and they're powered by, you know, similar things, but not necessarily related. One of the worst things DC ever did was their Genesis crossover in probably 99 or so. Oh, yeah. Where they decided that chapter was just awful. (laughs) Yeah. Where they decided that the speed force, um, the guardians power and everything else actually came from one place. And that was the source from uh, Jack Kirby's new Genesis story. That invisible touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where the yeah the invisible touch. <laughs> By the way, that's not a Genesis song. That's a Phil Collins song that he did with Philip Bailey. However, it's like uh, Superman's watching of- somebody drown and he doesn't save them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But of course, there's the episode where Superman fights Abacab and then makes him say his name backwards, which is Bacabaw. And then and suddenly, then the whole crossover event was open when uh, Ronald Reagan woke up and. <gasps> Well, Ronald Reagan actually <laughs> says he's like, "Where Superman? Where are you now?" Yep. I'm in the fifth dimension with Abacab. Yep. And Peter Gabriel is here, and he says something about keeping his stuff because they've come to take him home. We don't know what the hell that's all about, but nonetheless, uh, the beginning of this sentence went, "Yes, I do. No, I don't. Sometimes when I do, I don't, and sometimes mostly when I don't, I also do." So when you're asking me, "Do you like this thing or this thing?" the answer is depends. I guess. I guess probably. I guess for me, it's uh, I like the notion that the creators, whoever they may be, have spent the time to do this, mm-hmm. you know, to create that playbook or to create the Bible so that you have a guide. But I don't think I necessarily need to read right. that. I don't you know, if I I suppose if I really wanted to find out the whole lineage of the Lannisters, mm-hmm. that it's somewhere that I could find it if I really, really wanted to. And so that would make that universe feel more fleshed out. But more often than not, I'm just content reading this universe that you presented me in this one in the work in this one work. And I'm usually satisfied with that very rarely, except for 
a period with Lost, maybe season two, mm-hmm. uh, when they got down into the bunker and the the numbers kept appearing. I think that's the only time I was like, I want to find out more about this and started going down that rabbit hole of spending four or five hours a day on the internet trying to find all the mm-hmm. little links and clues and everything. Um, but if I never know about, you know, the, you know, Quato the Hut mm-hmm. that lives over on uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mars. <laughs> uh, that is the grossest thing. <laughs> I, I can't imagine anything worse Whoa, than Quato the, <laughs> the Hunt. Oh, oh, oh Quaid. Oh. Um, you know, oh, if goodness. if they had that story, but it wasn't in this work that I was reading, I'd be, I'm totally okay with that. But knowing that it's out there kind of makes the universe seem a little bit more content for me. What about you, Zach? Do you do you care or does it matter to you? Uh, I think it depends. Uh, on like one hand, Harry Potter, I'd like the her- whole Harry Potter series mm-hmm. as a whole, but if there were more... there, I think there's some offshoot books that explain yeah, the, like Quidditch uh, and there's that website now, I think. Pottermore. Pottermore. Mm-hmm. That's not appealing to me, but I really like the seven books. But then Star Wars, if they're the video games, which I don't know if are most of them are in canon, like Netflix or Public or... Everything, well. everything Star Wars is, is canon. canon up until something that's higher canon right. and validates it. Right. So I like I like Knights of the Republic games and all those. So it just depends what it is and what medium, I guess, it comes in. And now back to you, Rodrigo. Uh, I I like a tight universe. I like a, a, a universe that is well thought out. So uh, do I like a universe that is small and has lots of of places to grow sure do i like a universe that is gigantic and fleshed out sure as long as they are kept under control in some way that's a big part of my frustration with the star wars expanded universe i mean you know when i started getting into the star wars expanded universe i was going around the internet and looking up stuff and eventually started getting to stuff that was not necessarily contradictory time-wise or whatever, because I really never paid much attention to the timelines or whatever, but thematically contradictory, you know, Mm -hmm. especially when you start getting into the forces, like, and then this guy did this, and it's like, well, other Jedi have basically said that the Force either can't do that or doing that with the Force is evil, so one of two things are happening. Either the Jedi don't know what they're talking about which puts a whole different spin on things. And we've, right. th- we've talked about right, that right, theory right. Right, right, that the Jedi actually don't know yeah, what they're doing. Right, right. Um, they don't. Which is which is a cool read to take on, but not what I want out of my Star Wars universe. So I ended up like basically backtracking and saying, you know what, I'm going to build a little bit of a canon and I'm going to pick and choose the things that I like. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of stuff out there where I'm just like, oh, seriously? Who came up with this? I know nobody's getting, nobody's paying him, but fire him anyway. You know <laughs> who came up with Quato the Hut? <laughs> God, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, Quaid. <laughs> I'm Quaid Starwalker, and I'm here <laughs> to talk to Quato the Hut. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to go talk to that hut and then just wait five minutes? And it's gonna be gross. The worst part about it is that Quato the Hut has a salacious crumb style pet that also has a little Quato. I was going to say he has three boobs or yeah. something like that. Oh, boy. Uh, no, that's gross. Yes. But yeah, I, I, I like a universe where it's like, okay, here are the barriers that we're going to explore right now. We're not going to go past them. 
and we'll just flesh it out. It's a big reason why I like uh, Avatar, the, mm-hmm. the Last Airbender yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, is because it's clear that they put a lot of thought into it, and they are not venturing too far. They're right, just right, like, right. okay, this is going to be the scope of this. We're mm-hmm. not going any farther than mm-hmm. this. And we're not going to answer anybody's questions. Right, we're not going to answer everybody's, anybody's questions because... You know, either we have something planned that this will spoil it, or we haven't come up with it, so shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, listeners, we want to know what your thoughts are on this. You like that giant expanded universe that dives down 15 levels, or do you just like it contained and small? Head over to Majorspoilers.com, use the comment section, uh, contact us at our uh, Major Spoilers Skype line, Matthew, that number is... 785-727-1939, the Major Spoilers... I don't know, hotline. A lot of other podcasts coming up. Of course, there was a new top five release just recently. Top five books we would read on that proverbial desert island. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, uh, more critical hit coming up. Uh, obviously, we've got that uh, Munchkin Land. We've got another one coming up, uh, I think, in uh, first of September is when we'll hear the next one. Uh, a lot of great things coming up. A lot of great shows to listen to. A lot of content over at Majorspoilers.com. We appreciate the fact that you're part of the Major Spoilers experience. And uh, next time, we're going to be taking a look at Hulk Gray. Why? Eh, because we like colors. And we know you do, too. And we will talk with you soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com. And be sure to check out the Major Spoilers Forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash majorspoilers. If I had the x-ray vision of a Superman, I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler, what a major spoiler. When you think about a better way, if I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little me would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler, what a major spoiler, yeah, 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 what a major spoiler, what a major spoiler. If I'm Stark Raven, it's like a man of iron, I might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline, but would I really even need to read upon all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe, but the downside is such a beast. Shot up in a fine be in the middle east with a king santo and soldier what a major spoiler what a major spoiler yeah 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 what a major spoiler whoa, 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 whoa. what a major spoiler major spoilers is copyright 2012